Today on the True Jolly Podcast, Mike the Count Bisping. One, ha, 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 two, ha, ha, He's not the, the oh. it's a nickname. He's right, got, he loves Sesame Street. Um, he is a former UFC middleweight champion, general uh, UFC legend, and uh, sort of the godfather of British MMA, do you know what I mean? And we were lucky enough to be sponsored by UFC3, who bought you the podcast today. <sighs> Thank you, EA Thank Sports, you. once EA again. Sports and UFC. Love you. Um, in today's show, the sponsorship would like us to talk a little about the ultimate team you can make. And for that reason, they, they asked you a question. How many people have I got? You get, you get four in your ultimate four. team. So that's, that's a nice roster you've got. Sort of, you're sort of like a nice manager. I'm going to go um, for like my four sort of um, favorite sort of fighters. Nice. Um, probably BJ Penn. Yeah, he was sort of one of my first like ones I liked. Mm-hmm. Leoto Machida. Yeah, just to be clear, if Bisping isn't in here, this is going to be really upsetting. No. Conor McGregor. Just Why? Bit of banter. You know? He's front cover star. Yeah, your I mean, he's got two titles. Yeah, and finally, Michael the Count Bisping. Yeah, it's quite a diverse team you've got there. Yeah, you've got a striker. You've got so Bisping, obviously. One's Hawaiian. Yeah. One's Irish. One's uh, sort of Japanese uh, Brazilian. Yeah. And uh, Mike Count Bisping. So. Four amazing kinds of pizza. Do you know where Mike Bisping was born? Apparently, he was born in. Cy- oh. Cyprus, wasn't it? Yeah, Is Cyprus. Yeah, Nicosia. Yeah. Was it Nicosia? Something so, like that. Something variety. Like, I don't think it was Nicosia, but it was Cyprus. Have yeah. you ever been to Cyprus? I haven't, no. Should we uh, go on? Extra- anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, the point is that you can build an ultimate team now on EA. That is cool, and, uh, though. UFC. I do like the idea of sort of like putting a super... It's can we get like, a tag team on yeah. eventually? That would be odd. Oh, that would actually be a really good idea. No, nah, that's such a good idea. You can do Take that, that one for free, EA. Yeah. Thank us later. <laughs> you can do that e- UFC uh, 3 thing where Snoop Dogg commentates over. Yeah. So I quite like to do that. EA is sending us to the UFC fight night at the O2. So keep Yeah, we're going to UFC London. UFC 3 Thank content. you, EA. That is going to be a great one. We have good people to go with. Yeah. And we've just been told, uh, I can't, we can't say on the podcast. All right. Yeah, we've got okay. two others. But Who do we usually hang out with? It's not Con. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, uh, we've been told we're in a row full of YouTubers. Oh, it's a bit of a downer. So uh, if we put one of our guests on either side of us, just a buffer zone. No, we don't have to talk to them that way. Yeah, Thank you, you once again, row. for giving us extra space between us and other YouTubers. We really, you bought all the seats so we didn't have to be around them. Appreciate and at the that. same time, uh, thanks for OF. That's really close. I'll do. Yep. Thank you, EA. Here's a podcast. Can we get some food? Yep. I'm a fucking huge fan, mate. Thank you. Brian, right? Brian, mate. Brian, right. yeah. Thanks, bro. Um, is this close enough? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, you'll be all right with that, yeah. I'll, um, I'll adjust it a little. You ask your first question. I, uh, I really haven't got a... I just wanted to shoot the shit. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, like no, no. Strict agenda on what we're going to no, talk mate. about. Yeah, so... I've been watching you since uh, The Ultimate Fighter. Right, right, okay. So Back uh, in the day. Day one, like, yeah. Know, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, I remember when uh, you battered like Ross Poynton and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ross, um, I used to fight with Ross uh, yeah. back in the day on Cage Warriors. Uh-huh. And uh, Ross is a character, man. I don't oh, know if you know I like them a lot, actually, yeah, on yeah. that show. So, so Ross Poynton, you know, he's a good guy. But like, we, we'd be at Cage Warriors and we'd both have fights, not against each other. And he'd turn up and he'd already had like three fights in like the car park or whatever. <laughs> on the way here, Ross is but like... He was like... Even more game than you, and yeah, that's no, no, somewhere. yeah, no. Ross is like, <laughs> in, in terms of a real fighter, Ross was always that guy. So yeah, God bless him. Um, so I remember actually looking at that series. You were the first guy in the history of the UFC from England to prove that we could really mm. do it and stay there. I know there was a few other lads, sure, sure. But you stayed at that top level the longest, more than anyone. 
and uh, you've won the title. Yeah. You've achieved everything you've got to achieve at this mm. point. And I'm looking at you thinking, in the last couple of fights, when, when you lost, sure. you're, in, you're in the cage and you, um, you handled it a little too well almost. Like it was like... Um, well, 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 Do you know well, what I'm well, saying? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So the GSP one, yeah. um, I actually tore the cartilage in my ribs the week before the fight. So it was the final training session. We should have done the sparring session. This sounds like an excuse. I didn't talk about it at the time because, you know, you just, sounds like you're making excuses. But the reality was on the Friday before we flew to New York, um, you know, Dean Amasinger, you know who that yes, is? He, he yeah, was yeah, in yeah, the so, series. Well. Yeah, so Dean was out there. He was helping me a little bit. And he shot him for a double leg takedown. Like his life depended on it. Ran me across the octagon. I went down and he landed on top of my ribs. Generally, that would be fine, but uh, as soon as I went down, I felt something rip. So I couldn't move, I couldn't rotate, couldn't do anything. So I got to New York and I was having treatment on it every day. It was, it was an absolute nightmare. So people said to me, they said, uh, you looked a little stiff in there, Mike. I was like, yeah, I was stiff for very good reason. You did your normal salary. Yeah, no, because I tore the cartilage yeah. in my ribs, but it was a big fight, you know, a lot of money on the line. So, and you know, as a was fighter- Was that your biggest money fight of your life? Yeah, for sure it was, yeah. And as a fighter, you still think you can do it, you know? And yeah, I, I, it, it wasn't my best performance. It didn't go my way, but uh, not taking anything away from George. God bless him. Good for him. He got the job done. Um, but then the next one, yeah, you know, I, I, was, I was like, fuck it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that did feel like I was like, a, fuck it, whatever, you know. I'm going to make some cash for I, the family. I made, sort of yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've just lost my belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it doesn't get any worse than that. I've lost the belt, so fuck it, I'll go in. And you never, I, I, went, I went to win, but I thought, if, if I don't win... Well, fuck do, it. Do you feel like uh, there's another fight in you? Oh, absolutely, there is. But I feel like there is, but I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Um, constantly weighing it up. People ask me that all the time, and oh. I never give a, uh, a definite answer. And that's not because I'm, you know, ooh, keeping people in suspense. It's because I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm working on a lot of other things now outside the octagon. I've, I've managed to set myself up in a few businesses and this and that, and... I'm doing a bit of acting these days. That's going Seeing really well. X and that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a really good agent. So we've got a few acting projects coming up. I literally just came from Atlanta. I was filming uh, MacGyver out there. Yeah. Always the bad guy. And uh, <laughs> you were so Lenny, yeah. Lenny McLean. Uh, yeah, film, my you? name is Lenny. Yeah. yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's really yeah. good. Nice so you're doing accent stuff as well. Pardon me. Do you change your accent? Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. I, I don't think they want clear all accents <laughs> in, in Hollywood movies. So uh, we've written a few scripts. If you're interested. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you got to do that. I, I did an audition actually a couple of days ago in a New York accent. Yeah. Fucking terrible. <laughs> I was embarrassed watching him back. I was like, oh my, I sent it to my agent and he uh, he didn't even respond. Well, he didn't even respond. I'm like, okay, okay. The performance was good. Yeah. But yeah, um, the accent wasn't bad, but I think I sounded like I was from like, Puerto Rico or somewhere like that and I was meant to be in New York so I'm walking yeah. over here yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, that's pretty good yeah, no, that's I mean, good you that's might good. have got the an actor yeah 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 there you go um, I'm not the same actor but you have got uh, like Rockhold calling you out right now yeah. um, is he someone if you were going to do a final fight you think it would be fitting for you a trilogy fight and yeah I guess I mean, I mean that certainly makes sense but for me I was supposed to fight Richard here in London and uh, you know whatever the you're last quite mate you with Rashad yeah you? no absolutely absolutely. Yeah. and this is why I wanted to fight him because you know over the years you know I've, I've definitely 
been a little controversial, shall we say. And I won in my final fight. You know, listen, I'm 39 now. I've definitely matured in front yeah. of the world. I used to be an idiot. I'm still a bit of an idiot, but I'm, I'm less of an idiot yeah. these days. Um, and, and I wouldn't want my last fight to be, you know, at the press conference talking shit and, and all that type of stuff. I'd rather put my best foot forward, go out there, fight someone I respect, uh, carry myself with class. and, and, and Former champion as well. Yeah, he? yeah, he's a oh. former champion. We fought before as well yeah. and I have a lot of respect for him. So, you know, th th that's what I would like in my last fight, not go out there and, you know, act like an idiot, basically, <laughs> in my final fight. That's not what, I'm, is, is that's there, not what I want to be remembered for. Is there a part here that thinks in your head as well? Because they're both uh, very dangerous lads, like... Uh, Rockhold, unbelievable in my opinion. He's a great fighter. He's a total Very dick. Good. Total, total dick. Total but dick. He's a great fighter. But it's like, if I'm going to go in there and I might lose, I'd rather I might lose <laughs> against Rashad, and I can live with that. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no absolutely. I mean? Well, the thing is as well. I mean, you can't top what I did to him at UFC 199. Oh, no. Knocked him out first round and took his belt. Yeah. It doesn't get any better no, than that. I remember and, that because so he's well. such an asshole. I kind of don't want to give him the chance either. You know, he's you not can tell it's eating him alive. Yeah, though, isn't it? It, it's eating him alive. He him. hates it. He hates it. Uh, so we were going back and forth on Twitter the other day. You probably saw it. And he's like, "Sign the contract, Mike. Sign the contract." I'm like what contract what are you talking about I said okay show me your contract scribble out you know the compensation mm -hmm. show me the, 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 the location the date the, the, the city whatever the arena I said you know why you can't can you because there is no fucking contract so stop talking mm -hmm. shit I have to say my uh, my favourite title win of all time is yours. Oh, thank you. Um, I remember I set me alarm two o'clock in the morning as everyone yep, in Britain yep, does. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Coming down the stairs, wiping the sleep out of my eye and I, literally the ring walks were on or whatever. Right. You were coming out. And to be honest with you, like, I, d I didn't ever doubt you as a fighter, but Rockhold had been so good. Sure, no, so absolutely, absolutely. Machida was one of my favourites as well. He destroyed I mean, so, and obviously and he had destroyed a, Weidman and we'd fought before And he had well. a win over you, so I'm like, this guy is the guy who's going to run the, the yeah, division. for a long time, that's what it looked like. And when you, uh, I, I could see that um, Rogan's calling out the mistakes, he's like, he's dropping the hand, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. wide open, and when you clipped him and put him away, it was like, you could tell, it was like fucking hell justice, like this guy really yeah, deserves yeah, it. Yeah, well, well, the thing was, I actually sparred with him, like, I don't know, it was a few years before mm. that, he came down to Orange County, he was in town and, you know, we got together, we sparred. And the sparring session, you know, it went my way, let's just say it like that. And then I was on a TV show in New York and it was an MMA show, pardon me, too much water. <laughs> and uh, they were asking, said, oh, you and Luke Rockhold sparred together recently, and he was the Triforce champion at the time. They said, how did that sparring session go? I said, well, you can't talk about sparring sessions. I said, but let's just say this. <laughs> you have I, to say I'm the unofficial Triforce champion. <laughs> 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 so that's what I said, and that pissed him off big yeah. time. Um, so then we ended up fighting in Australia, and uh, I, you know, I handled him in sparring, but of course a fight is very different. And he got the best of me that night, and God bless him. But I wanted to fight him again because it's like, I've been in there with you twice. You know, I know I'm not out of my league, you know, so... Uh, Two I weeks was, notice or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I was filming Triple X in Toronto. I hadn't trained at all, and I got the call, and I wanted a title fight my entire life, you know, so I wasn't going to turn it down. But I went for a run, so, so as soon as I found out, I was like, oh, shit, 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 i got to get in shape. So I immediately went for a run, and as I was running, I was thinking... This is just typical. I've wanted a title shot my entire life. I get it on two weeks' notice. He was training for Wyman. I thought, I'm destined to fail. You know what I mean? It's just so typical of my career. And I called my boxing coach, Jason Perillo, and as I was running, you know, he, he 
it made me feel positive. And by the end of the run, I was like, okay, let's fucking do this. And I flew home. I still had to finish Triple X. I had two more days of filming. Flew home, off the uh, plane, straight to the gym. Two weeks, and yeah, there you go. That, the lasting impression I've got of your fight is your, you and your family, which I thought was a really good moment, like a nice moment yeah, for you to you. have. But Jason Perillo. Yeah, no, exactly. He knew it, it was like oh, he was, was so confident. The way he did it, it was so cool, wasn't it? <laughs> but the reason he did that is because we talked about the le left hook. He uh. called the left hook. In fact, on Rockhold's Instagram, he was doing this thing where you pull these <coughs> cables, whatever. And even doing that, he was pulling his hand mm. back here. And the hand was low and he has his chin up in the air. So we drilled the left hook over and over and over. So, you know, that wasn't a fluke. We, 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 we looked for that. So then when I landed it, he was like, there you go, there yeah. it is. And that year that you had, uh, I don't know if there's a UFC fighter who can say they've had a, a three-pointed year of Silva, Henderson and uh, Rockhold yeah, of yeah. higher quality. Mm. That was a hell of a run. Yeah, it um, was, it was. People talk, about, people talk about John Jones' run. That, I always say that was a fucking run oh, and well, a half. Thank you, that, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was a good, it, it, it was a good win. It's weird because, you know, I had up and downs over my career, I know that. And, you know, I never accepted defeat. I always wanted to be world champion. And to be honest, I was proud of myself because a lot of people get to number one contender status. And if they lose, they kind of disappear because it's mm. hard to do that. And I, I got myself in that position like three or four times. You know, I'd lose the number one contender matchups and then I'd have a few. I'd get to number one contender again, I'd lose that. So I just kept trying. But that's why after a few fights, I, when, I, when I said, I'm going nowhere, meaning I'm, I'm not giving up, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, there was a yeah. few times where I must, even as a fan, I thought, I don't know if it's ever going to happen for him. Like, hey, hey, same here. Yeah. Same here. I, I'll be honest, you know, I mean, I, 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 of course I was always going to try. But I kind of, in some ways, resigned myself to the fact that, all right, maybe I'm not going to be the champion, but I still love doing what I do. Still love, you know, I'm a martial yeah. artist. I love to fight, I get paid good money for it. And that's my life, that's my job, you know? So I was still happy doing that. Of course, I'd never given up on it. But yeah, there was a part of me that thought, oh, well, you know, I'm towards the end of my yeah. career. Maybe it's never going to happen. It felt like, um, as a fan of you, the, the penny sort of dropped a little bit when you beat Anderson. It was like this... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm at that level now. I've sure, beaten the greatest sure. of all time here. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nobody I can't beat if I can beat him. Sure, sure. Was that a mental thing for you? You, you, you know what? It kind of was. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that exact thought, uh -huh. but 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 it was. You know, I was working with Jason Prilla for a number of years, and it takes a long time from what you're doing in the gym to transcend to a fight. You know, like we just did some pads with uh, KSI. Is it? Yeah. We just did some pads there. Just because he did it on the pads, you can't do that in a real life situation when someone's moving around and they're throwing punches at you and this and that. So it's one thing to do it on the pads. It's one thing to do it in sparring, but then to do it under the bright lights against a world-class opponent is very different. So it takes time, you know, and uh, it was just all starting to come together around that time, you know. Does that feel natural for you? Is that something you think you've always been quite good at, like that, that, co that physical coordination and knowing? Because when I remember you're on the map with KSI and he's like, where does my hand go? Blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. And you were just straight well, in. Well, 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 to be honest, I mean, of course, I've done it for a long time and it's like anything the more you do it the better you get but to be honest when I was younger uh, I, I wasn't an athlete at all you know I yeah. was actually you know when you're at school and they pick football teams yeah. you know and, and, and you know the two best players pick the football teams they go I'll have him I'll have him I'll have him I, there was always like me and a disabled kid at the end and, and
and they'd pick him. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, yeah. come on! I'm not that bad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you yeah. give us all hope, Mike. I, 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 I was I was say again. You give us all hope. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You uh, seem so, quite a stocky when because I've seen the documentaries and that of you. Yeah. Like, you weren't uh, shredded as a young lad. Like you seem quite thick set. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You've developed as an athlete. You, a lot. you mean early my MMA days? Like I looked in your um, your jujitsu days, and you're very like full faced. Like let's yeah, say, yeah, of know. course, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Speaking as a full faced man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've kept my yeah, yeah. So, so, so I started martial arts when I was eight years old mm. and I was totally obsessed with it and that was my life and I, I didn't pay attention at school I wasn't interested in that and you know obviously I regret that now as a grown man you know education is very important left school at 16 dead end job after dead end job living in a small town not a lot going on there mm. do you know what I mean and that's just kind of what people did and my mum and dad you know great people love them to death but you know they weren't particularly career driven or anything like that they didn't encourage me to go to university or anything you know you know, mm. it's just not it wasn't our family do you know what I mean we weren't that type of family unfortunately love them to death don't get me wrong but you know um, so, so I left school at 16 and it was just dead end job after dead end job and I put weight on and I was just stuck in a rut were you DJing at one point uh, yeah, I did. Used to, that's actually what got me out of martial arts because I went into uh, my friend's house one day and he had a set of decks. I was 16. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd seen in my life. So and I'm very much all or nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? I was obsessed with martial arts. And I saw that for wow, and I just got boom right into that. Anyway, as I say, shitty job. You know, living with my girlfriend, shitty diet, not training anymore. And I did. I put a ton of weight on, and. Uh, I was thinking, is this, is this it? Is this what life's come to? You know, and I was kind of disappointed, kind of depressed. And there was a guy that I worked with uh, in this factory, and he was like, he, he was my supervisor, and he, you know, I worked with him day to day, and he'd always say, Michael, you're an intelligent guy or kid, you know. Is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? I said, no, of course I don't. He said, well, you need to think about what you want to do while you're young enough and try and do it. So he got me thinking, and it gave, you know. That's I funny thought, how that one little thing can change your life. And, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and one day I went up to him, I said, Mick, I figured it out what I'm gonna do. And he stopped what he was doing, he walked off, he goes, oh yeah, tell me. And he thought I was gonna say like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna study to this. And I said, I'm gonna be a professional fighter. And he was like, oh my God, you're a fucking moron. It's like a movie, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, because back yeah, then, yeah. MMA, you know, was virtually non-existent yeah. and this and that. And then I tracked down my old coach and just kind of went from there, you know? But did that's not like a natural decision to make. So you're someone who's, you're, what you're describing is like a dead end job. You're, yep. you're not particularly happy in your life it's not very often people go I'll make this harder and get hit in the face and like you know have someone try and break my arm every day yeah to, why to, well I didn't go to school so I, I didn't have any qualifications uh, you know and, and rightly or wrongly I knew I could fight and I, I, I was always that kid growing up do you know what I mean you were a bit of a brawler yeah I was yeah definitely even in the UFC you come across as more game than anyone else like, yeah you know I mean you know, it was always the, the older kids yeah I was in the third year I was battering the fifth years and you know well, I, I, I was a little shit I yeah. was a little shit you, you know? two have so much in common <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, um, I'm sure I heard a story about you were sleeping in the car at some point yeah, when you were yeah. training and so, so, so I, I drive down to Nottingham on a Monday and I'd stay there till Friday and you know, yeah. Sometimes I stay in a B and B. Sometimes I stay at someone's house. Sometimes I'd sleep in my car. I remember I was sleeping in my car, and it was middle of winter. It was freezing. I woke up, and there was like this much snow on the car, and I couldn't get out because it had all frozen up. You know, and you got to get out of there and go to the gym and train and stuff. So, you know, it, it, it all paid off in the end. But I remember, you know, because we had two kids as well. My wife, God bless her, was super supportive because we were already in debt. You know, we were already borrowing money off her mum and dad all the time, and my mum and dad didn't have money to lend. Did and you feel like? quite um, low self-esteem at that point because like when you've got kids and you're not providing for them the way you want to 
Yeah, I, mean, well, I can well, only well, imagine it well, must well, feel, well, yeah, feel exactly. Shit. No, 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 it was. And uh, so, so I said I was going to do this, and she had faith in me. She, she said, I know you can do it. And I remember I was sleeping in my car, we were on the phone, and uh, she called me up, and she, you know, she was uh, she was in tears. Michael got all these bills, got no money and stuff, and I'm like, fuck. I said, don't worry, babe, I'm going to book a fight soon. I'm going to book a fight soon, I promise. So, yeah, you know, just kind of went from there. So it's not been an easy ride, mm -hmm. but, it, but it isn't for anybody. It's not a unique story. Most guys that fight, you know, you know some of them, you know, uh, they do it because they're, they're good at it. But most of them, most people fight because they're kind of forced into that situation. Not forced, but it's what they're, it's kind of their destiny in some ways because, you know, that, that's the hand that they're dealt necessity in that sense they have to fight because they need to earn money yeah or sort sure of, you know and you know i mean you know he talks a lot about destiny we've been talking about this lately on yeah the podcast. do you believe in like your path is chosen before you walk it or do you believe in you can decide I, it i'm not a deep person like that yeah. you know surprise surprise <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, but not really but but i kind of when it comes to the world in title, in you kept using this word, it is my destiny. Yeah, yeah, I well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did believe that. I uh -huh. believed in myself. And, you know, when I was younger, I won every single martial arts tournament I ever entered. Every single one. And, you know, I'd, I'd go in the under-12s, under-14s, under-16s, win them all, and then I'd go in the adults and I'd get, like, a silver medal in that. Do you know what I mean? So I was always very good. And then on top of that, I was, you know, I was a little tall rag. I was getting into brawls here. And, uh, you know, so I, I knew... You know, this was the right thing for me you know with my martial arts training as a kid and this and that I, I knew I had what it took but there was no money in it back then and everyone said if you're getting into MMA for money you're making the wrong your wrong choice and I was like shit <laughs> that is the only reason I'm in it but uh, yeah fortunately it paid off what, what did it feel like when uh, you got your first big check and uh, a lot of the problems went away and, the, and they were able to tell the missus like uh, everything's alright now so I was uh I won the Ultimate Fighter, and that was in June. And you don't get paid a lot for the Ultimate Fighter. You know, of course, it's a platform and it gives you a chance to go off and, and become something. Yeah. You know, I think that the, the, the pay for the Ultimate Fighter, I think <coughs> it was five and five, so $10,000. Yeah. Back then, the exchange rate was two to one. So, you know, and then you pay a tax. You know, so I came on with about 1,500 quid. Um, That's mad, that. Yeah, you know, a lot of that got pissed up the wall in Vegas as well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, came back with not much money. And my next fight, that was in June. My next fight wasn't until December. And, uh, you know, I'm in the UFC, but I'm fucking more skint than I've ever been, you know what I mean? And I'll never, Dana called me up one day, he was getting close to Christmas, and he just called me up out of the blue, he said, how are you doing for money, Mike? And obviously I'm a proud man, I says, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good. He said, bullshit, he said, you can't be good, I'm gonna send you a check. And then sure enough, you know, wow. he sent me a check for $10,000, which wow. just completely out of the blue. And then I had my fight, uh, UFC 66 uh, against Eric Schaefer, and I knocked him out in the first round, and I went backstage, and I'm getting changed, and my, my girlfriend, she flown out by herself, it was my wife now, she, uh, she was sat in the stands completely by herself, up in the bleachers, and um, uh, Donna, who works for the UFC, said, Dana wants to see you backstage. And I'm always in trouble, so I'm like, oh fuck, what have I done, why does Dana want to see me? And I went backstage, and uh, he said, here, there you go, handing me an envelope. And I opened it up, a bonus for $50,000 with, with, with the tax already paid on it. So it was like $80,000. And I've never seen that kind of money before in my life. Wow. And my wife was in the stands. I ran out, I split it up to her. I said, babe, look at this. Because we were fucking broke back then, you know. Almost brings a tear to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck me, mate. I'm proud of that, like. That's it. Yeah. And then, and then from there, it just got better and better. Do yeah, you know what I mean? It definitely. really did, yeah. And those, uh, and, and you know, to be fair, Dana kept the bonuses coming as well, you know. So, you know, he, he's always been 
more than fair. What's very it like? generous. What's it like when you get that call from someone like Dana White? Because it's not like it must. You know, it's like the same as if we got like, if we get a call from someone who wants to make a massive video with us or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change people's lives. This yeah. Guy. Oh no, for sure he can. For sure. I mean, what's he I like? Mean, yeah, he's, he's great. Me and Dana have a really good relationship, you know, and we deal with each other one on one. You know, doesn't go through my manager; he calls me and stuff. Uh, you know, he, he, he is who he is, and, and he sticks to his guns, and you know where you stand with him. But I really respect that about him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't sugarcoat it. He owes uh, you a lot though, because like he built a lot of the the UK fan base off of your back. Like without you. I mean, you've carried so many cards over here for us. You, you know, and I'm not saying this trying to sound humble for the sake because I'm on a podcast, but people say that all the time. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if it wasn't me, there would have been someone else. Do you right. know what I mean? And I'm, I'm proud of that and I appreciate you mm -hmm. saying that. But I never get too carried away with stuff like that. I think, okay, maybe. But if it wasn't me, there would have been someone else. There'll always be somebody. Yeah. You know, people talk about, you know, Conor McGregor not being, there'll always be another Conor. There'll be another Ronda. There would have been another Michael Bisping. Who is, who is, in your opinion, the next guy who can... Uh, who can carry the torch from if you do retire after the next fight? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, Darren Till's getting a lot of. Um, you know. He um, looks fucking good in his yeah, last no, fight. No, right? I guess Cerrone, he looked amazing. That yeah, was. He really and did. he talks the talk as well. Yeah, he's no, got, he does. He's, he's super banter. cocky. Yeah, he's yeah. got the banter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go. Obviously, not in the UFC. You got Michael Venom Page. Yeah, he's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now we, we, there's a ton of great fighters, you know, and I was the first champ, but um, I honestly don't believe I'll be the last. So, you know, I'm but looking forward first, to seeing who it is. That first is really critical, though, isn't it? Like that's yeah, that sort of opens door. And I, I, I understand what you mean by there would have been another one. Yeah. Maybe that other one wouldn't have won a title and maybe yeah, it wouldn't have had right. that wave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, and I appreciate that again, yeah. but uh, yeah, I guess, I guess. You but, play it all down, but the thing is, mate. Yeah, like, you, you can't sit there and think about that. We're going to make I, you I never submit. do, I never do. I know we've got the, some UFC people over here and they, they, they think I'm a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much in common. Yeah. So much. I, and, 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 uh, you know, but but honestly, I mean, I've worked my ass off. Yeah. I really have, and it's been a lot of sacrifice. And I travel all the time, and away from my kids and stuff. But uh, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lucky man. Uh, I was just thinking back to the actual tough uh, watching it because that's my favourite series for a lot of reasons. I thought right, oh, season T three, Tito and Ken were just absolute gold. Yeah, yeah. And um, the guy you beat in the final, uh, Josh. When Haynes. I was when I was researching like for this and that. Uh, He's a cop now, you know. He's a cop. He's, yeah, he's on a cop show as yeah, well. Yeah, no, he's on a cop show. Well, he's yeah, on a he's, cop show. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's like you yeah. know, like dog the bounty hunter. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I swear to God. No, okay. he's fucking gold. Like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, seen it? I've watched a little bit right, of it. Like right, he's like yeah. taking on kids and that. And yeah, he's a character. He's a character. He was a he was a little grass, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were in the house, you know, and it's a reality TV show. You know, I mean, it's, it's no secret. I like a bevy here and there, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I, you know, one night, bollocks, you know, I was pissed off, I, I ended up fucking arsehole. And uh, he went in next day, told Tito straight away, he said, Michael was drinking last night, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so Tito called me out. Like a cop would, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, a little snitch. And uh, Tito called me out and he said, right, you're doing, you know, all these kind of drills and stuff as punishment. But he made Josh do it as well for being a snitch. Wow. He, he said, yes, you're Good both luck. doing it together. He said, you shouldn't have been drinking, but you shouldn't be grassing up your teammates. So, so true. Yeah, yeah, that, you that, know that, that, see, that was um, funny. You know, when you see Tito and that, now, must be funny because he knows, like, you're a vet as well now. Like, yeah, does yeah. It, is it a different sort of chat between you then? Yeah, it yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, of course, when I got on The Ultimate Fighter, I mean, yeah, 
It's Tito Ortiz, man. You know, because I remember Tito when he was the hunting and beach oh, for bad sure, boy, like, for sure, the, the and name then, in the and, UFC. And you know, he he was one of the guys that helped build this company. You know, and he was one of the first megastars of the UFC. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was like wow, Tito Ortiz. And then now we have the same boxing coach. I see him in the gym here and there, and yeah, you know, I mean, Tito will always be held in high regard, and he always has that level of status. Yeah. I was shocked when he beat Sonnen. Yeah, me too. I was fucking me shocked. too. It, it was weird. It I was, was good weird. for Sonnen because um, me too. he did that video where he was like, "Me dad's dying wish was for oh, to really? beat Tito." I never saw that. Tito was champ, and he was like, "I'm gonna be a world champion. I'm gonna beat Tito because he right. beat him in a wrestler match." And then he, he sort of started getting really like choked up about yeah, it, and he was yeah. like, "I'm gonna beat Tito," and I think he went in there so emotional, mm. his head went like yeah, straight yeah, away. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Because then he beat Rampage as well. I mean, so I, yeah. I didn't see that coming because how bad he did against no, Tito. I, I thought, well, Rampage is gonna destroy him. Rampage is a fucking big now as well. He's I massive. Dude, he's massive, yeah. He really is. You used to be quite poly with him. Are you still cool with him, or is it a bit? Oh, oh, unfortunately, no, no. So I used to be with uh, Wolfslayer. Like yeah, I don't really want to talk too much about them. Believe that because they're. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. um, but yeah, so 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 I, I I left those guys. Yeah. Which, as I say, I won't go into. But I, I left them because there was a lot of stuff I didn't agree with. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of money, or whatever. I'm not saying. I almost yeah. said some stuff. Yeah, anyway, yeah and anyway, funny. so I left, and then you know, I think they kind of poisoned my mind to Rampage. God knows what they were telling him, because then mm. all of a sudden Rampage didn't like me, and uh -huh. so I, I don't know what was said, but uh, and, and I, th I think they kind of shit on him as well. So he's not with them. Really? Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that's sort of so. So he, he, track record, yeah, he, he's not with them even now. You're obviously quite a straightforward guy in that sense, like you pretty much say it how you see it sure uh, do you think that's helped you with people like that because this industry is now full of people who are trying to hang on or trying to take a little off the side or trying to play it their way yeah as a fighter you're the commodity that they're selling sure how's that sort of helped you do you think um I, you know yeah yeah it's weird i mean I, I don't know i mean yeah i guess it's helped me in some ways i think in some ways it kind of it, 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 it kind of held me back in some ways as well. Yeah, because you, know you don't play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut the shit. A, a lot of people they're like, oh, he's putting on an act and this and that. Man, there's, there's no fucking act here, pal. Uh -huh. You know, there's no rehearsed lines or anything like that. I'm just off the cuff, uh, going with the flow. And then sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, why did it? Like, well, like we were saying about the podcast, I do a podcast. I'm like, shit, we need to delete that episode. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can check that out. Believe you me, we'll put the link yeah, in the description. Yeah, there you there's go, loads there of libel episodes. You'll love them. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Do you think you've always been? I mean, you were talking about looking back as a vet and how you've changed. Maybe you won't shit talk in this final fight. Do you see the same arc for the way that you fight and where you came from? What, what do you mean? Like your style in the ring? How do you see that as evolving? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, so so back in the early days, to be honest, it was pretty much just wild aggression. You know, right. I didn't really know what I was doing that much. You know, I did a lot of martial arts, but I did, I did Japanese jujitsu. Okay. Right. And, Pretty much none of that is applicable. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty much MMA. No, I shouldn't say that because it, can, it is actually a fantastic martial art and a lot of it is real. But still... It's not know, like Brazilian. No, no, uh, no. So uh, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu was like the first martial art and all other martial arts were taken from Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. So uh, Judo took the throws, Karate took the striking and they just you know took it to the next level. But uh, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu was the first. And ja Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu obviously took the groundwork element and so on and so forth. So I kind of, <coughs> so it kind of was MMA. Uh, but when I first started, as I say, it was kind of just fueled off wild aggression. And then as 
I got uh, you know further and further into my career and started getting more technical. So the te technical side was getting better, but the aggression was getting less. Mm -hmm. And I guess that comes with also you know maturing, getting a little yeah. bit older, having a nicer life, not struggling. You know, so and and because a lot of people say to me, I want to see the old Bisping. You know, I, I want to see you going wild and da 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 da. But again. Wild aggression or being like you that. You can't fight like that forever. You know, you can't fight like that against the best guys in the world. Now you've got to start using strategy. You've got to be calm. See, if, if you're super wild, you know, you might do okay against some guys, but you've got to be. See, I used to try and wind myself up in the locker room. I used to like try and get as mad as possible and go out there and. 99% of the guys that'll be, but not the best people in the world. You've got to be cool, calm, and collected. You've got to be in the moment. You've got to, you've got to be composed. You've got to be, you've got to feel the situation. You know, if you're angry, you're mad. In any walk of life, you're never going to be the best version of yourself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Doing a podcast, driving a car, whatever it is. If you're fucking mad, yeah. you're not going to be the best. I've had version. a few moments where I've lost me shit, and I and I realise like actually I'd be far better just being yeah, calm. Yeah, yeah. So so in a fight. In a firefight in front of bloody the world, and you've got you, you need to be you need to be on it. You need to. Be I calm. think the fight that showed that most of all, well, the two fights, the first Dan Henderson fight <laughs> and the second Dan Henderson fight, he never evolved in my opinion at yeah, all. He was yeah. the same no, overhand sure. right guy who can who can wrestle but doesn't really use it. Yeah. And when you fought him the second time, it was so different, and you outclassed him. I know you yeah. did land those two big shots. Pisses me off that like, everyone says, "Oh, Henderson, but, uh, he was robbed." It's like bullshit. No, but, uh, other than those two big shots and backpedaling for most of the fight, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't not, do anything. Nothing. He landed two big shots. That was it. Credit the mm. fucking heavy. Hey, mate, mate, I'm sure they hurt. I've, st I've still got the scars <laughs> on my face. But you outclassed him in that fight, in my opinion. And in, in, in the first fight, it was. Um, you, you look like a fish out of water at parts. Yeah, well, 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 do you know what? In that fight, the first fight, uh, Jesus Christ, I was so overtrained. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Because I knew, you know, it's Dan Henderson, former Olympian, pride champion, you know, knockout artist. So I trained like a maniac. And when I say like a maniac, I mean like a fucking maniac. And it was just too much. You did look a bit like gaunt and a bit No, I, I was totally emaciated. Yeah. I looked like Skeletor. I look yeah. back and I'm like, wow, look how skinny I was. And it was that bad. I went out to Vegas for the last six weeks or something like that. And I was training and twice a day I was running sprints in the morning and I was so sore and I had sores all over my body and my feet and I'd get to the gym. It'd take about an hour of like running around before my body would even start like loosening up and stuff. What I should have done was take a week off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, I've got to do more. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. Which, which, which is the wrong way to be. Yeah. And Jason Perillo, he always says he has a very good line. It takes confidence to take a day off. Now there's a fine line between being confident and taking a day off because you need the rest and being a lazy bastard. But if you know you're not a lazy bastard, it's like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I'm, I'm better than this guy and I'm gonna take the day off today because I need the rest, I'm gonna have a massage, I'm gonna eat some good food and chill and I'll kill it tomorrow. But it takes confidence to do that because if you're, if you're lacking in confidence, like, no, I've gotta do more, I've gotta do more, that's weakness. That is a sign of weakness and yeah, and then that was evident in that fight, you know, and I was, I was overtrained, I was emaciated, I was weak what, as what, hell what, what, what and I got knocked you, the fuck out. <laughs> what word would you put for that emotion that you were feeling? Is that fear or is that, um, 
Not no, fear of it, him or, or no, the fear no, no. of losing. Or? I, I, it's always the fear of losing. Mm-hmm. Always the fear of losing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of any man. You know, I'll fight anyone. I know that sounds very barbaric, but it's true. It's fucking true. Like. Yeah, but, the, but the, the, the fear that everyone has, and I, you know, I'm not special. The majority of fighters, the fear comes from losing. You're scared of, of losing. You're scared of failing in your chosen endeavor. You know, you put, you sacrifice so yeah. much. You go out there in front of the world. You want to win. Of course, if you lose, that probably means you get your ass kicked as well. So there's that motivation. But we're competitors. We want to win. If you lose, there's financial ramifications. A lot of the contracts are set up, you know, half to show and half to win. So the saddest part is you lose, you get your ass kicked, and everyone talks shit, and you've lost half your paycheck. The first you know fight you mean? lost was lost Rashad. Rashad Evans, yeah, which was a highly controversial split decision. And a lot of people thought I won. <laughs> I, I did, actually. I thought you probably won that fight, to be fair. I, I definitely thought you won the chill fight. To be honest, the to, to be honest with the Rashad fight, it, it was close. It yeah. was super close, and, and same with the chill fight as well. I, no bitterness there. It was a close fight. Yeah. Could have gone either way. You, you, you know what I mean? How, how did you deal with losing the Rashad fight? Because that was the first time. Was it was it really hard? Or because it wasn't in um, no, bad I, fashion, were you okay I, with that? I took it the complete wrong way, right? Because even though. He was only only on season two, and I was season three. He was he, he was performing really good back then. He was taking people out like this, yeah. and I remember, I was like, it was my first main event. It's fighting in New Jersey, and I was like, wow, I'm standing across the octagon from uh, Bashard Evans. This is crazy. And for me, like just going to a decision and having a good fight, that felt like a, a victory almost, which is not the attitude you, you need to have. I was yeah. looking at, I held him in too high regard. Too you know, much respect. Too much respect. And and afterwards, I, I, I was fine, you know. And then when I got home, I realised, the fuck. Also, I was too small. I was fighting a light heavyweight. And what really sent that home was, um, day of the weigh-ins, he's in the sauna, he's killing himself, cutting weight. I'm sat in a Chinese restaurant eating noodles and drinking 7-Up. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm not making the sacrifices. Yeah. So that's why I went down to uh, 185. And that, that did you the world of good, didn't it, really? That was like a real good moment for your career. Yeah, it was, but again, I didn't even know what I was doing, and the team I was with back then didn't know what they were doing. So I, I like most people, like now I'll cut, you know, I'm, I'm like 220 right now, but I'll cut down to 185. I'll, I'll get down to about 200, and I'll cut the rest in water the day before. Back then I was dieting all the way down to 185. So in those early fights at 185, you know, I was in that great shape. That was walking around with. That was my walking around with because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'd lost a lot of power and stuff like that. Now in the in the earlier fights, that was okay. But then against guys like Dan Henderson, you know, and then after that, that's when I started cutting weight properly from 200 pounds day of the, sorry, day of the weighing, you know. Hey guys, how you doing? Lawrence here from the Drew Jordy podcast. Just realized when I was shaving, getting ready for work that I hadn't done the harrys.com forward slash true Geordie offer for you guys. There's a trial set with $3.99 waiting there for you. They've been a long-term sponsor of the podcast and there's a reason why. It's because the people out there who we've recommended it to have loved it and kept coming back. But maybe you're a new listener to the podcast and you haven't yet been to harrys.com forward slash truegeordie to get your trial set for only $3.99. That's a value of eleven fifty. Now I'll tell you what you might be able to get if you did this. But you have to do it because if you don't, then you're not going to find out what you can get at harrys.com forward slash true Geordie. You get a weighted non-slip razor handle with texture grip. I've got one. It's great. I was telling the guys in the group the other day, I got the orange. You could go for navy, you could go for green. There's some good colours. A high-performance razor blade with five German-engineered steel blades. Rich, lathering, foaming shave gel with natural ingredients. I like that because 
there's all these other weird ones out there and they just don't make any sense to me. A travel blade cover, which comes in very handy when you want to go away. And of course, it's all delivered to your door in a tidy little box. Pop it open, get shaving straight away. Now, like I said, it's only £3.95 and you get £11.50 worth of value there. They've got a story of two friends who came together, Jeff and Andy, and were fed up with being overcharged for razors, as was I. They did their research and found out that there's no real reason why razors needed to cost that much. So they started their own razor company, naturally. Obviously, you think, I can't find a razor. I'll just start a razor company. Four years ago in the US, and since they've made shaving better for five million guys. Now, Jeff and Andy realized they needed to ensure quality in shaving. So they bought a shaving factory with 100 years of blade making experience. By controlling the whole process from front to back, they made the internet a better place by being able to give you better priced razors. The savings that they make come directly to you and you get a higher quality shave. When you fought down the second time, was there a, um, a lasting impression? Obviously you lost badly against him the first time. Was it, was it hard going into that fight mentally or, or was it more a determination to prove Yeah, yeah, you know, so of course, and I always have talk about this, so, it's, it's easy to sit here, me and you, or with my opponent at a press conference and talk shit. Right? You can ooze bravado, you can say all this and that, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm. And when you're let in bed at night, you know, you can't, you can't, the internal dialogue, you can't lie to yourself there. You can bullshit all you want, and, but it wasn't bullshit. But I, you can't, I, I, that's I, the thing. I, I was going to say, I, yeah. I totally believed I was going to beat him and this and that and all the rest of it. But on the day of the fight, all my team had gone off. I was having a nap like I always do. I have breakfast, I have a little workout, and then I just chill. I turn the lights off in the room and I try and have a nap and forget about the fight. And I, and I couldn't sleep and I was thinking, shit, last time we did this, I got knocked the fuck out. And it was a bad knockout. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, mm -hmm. but, but I had no recollection of what had gone on for a couple of days after that fight. You know, it scrambled me up pretty good. And then, so that, that doubt starts creeping in, you know what I mean? And then when I went to the arena, remember the fight was like six in the morning. When we went to the arena, you know, again, I was a little tetchy with all my team. And I was kind of being a bit of a dick, you know, because that was nerves, you know? And then at one point backstage, I just went, I said to Perillo, I said, hold on a minute. Why am I fucking so worried? What's the worst that's gonna happen? I'm gonna lose. It won't be the first time, probably won't be the fucking last. Why am I so bothered? Fuck it. And then just flicked the switch. Yeah. And then I was all smiles. We had a laugh. Went out, had a good fight. It was one of my favourite fights. Like, I fucking love that fight because you had to dig deep and you proved that sure. you could take it. You could take the fucking heaviest shots. I mean, Hendo, he's fucking as hard as it gets. Yeah, yeah, he's no, a horrible he, he, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, his punch is ridiculous. No, I'll like, tell you uh, that. People say, like, when you even just feel his body, it's like apparently like so stiff. No, and it wooden. is, yeah. No, he's, he's like a tree, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, when you're in the middle of that fight and you get dropped by the, the big right hand, what's going through your head in order to get through that moment? Not again. Jeez. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was doing great. I, I was winning. I was beating him to the punch. Uh -huh. I was in and out. I was faster than him. I had the edge. But, you know, he's built a career off that right hand. And he clipped me and I went down. But I was fine. Yeah, he hit me and he obviously put me down. But I totally had my, uh, you know, my... Um, Faculties. What's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the faculties. faculties. Yeah. Where, yeah, I had my faculties about me. I knew what was going on. I managed to get back to my feet. And then in the second round, same again. I think it was the first round, though. He went down, he landed some elbows, and it opened me up pretty good. And I got back to my feet, wiped the blood off my face, and then gave him a little smile. Wow. You know, I was like, yeah, you son of a bitch. There's a few pictures of you 
just blood on your face. Like, yeah. Dog fight. Like, oh, dude, the, I've got some pictures on my phone afterwards. <laughs> me and my brother and my face is a fucking mess. That's why people people like to, uh, the haters, they, they show that picture online and they show Henderson's, oh, who won this fight? It's like, no, he hit me with two good shots and he opened me up. But you don't win a 25-minute fight by landing two no. good shots, you know? You fight a lot with the trolls online. You've got a bit of, uh, you don't mind that at all, do you? Not too much these days. I you used to a lot. Yeah, I used to. Because um, it, 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 it's weird, and I think this is uh, human nature. People do this, but... So you'll be on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and people say a lot of nice things. and But you can't respond to them. So you, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But the one person that says something bad, then you respond to them. But why would you give them the response? I'm not the person that's saying, hey, big fan, blah, blah, I blah, blah, blah. Thing, yeah. They're the ones that deserve a response. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I think, you fucking arsehole. Yeah. You know, so I want to respond to them. But So I try not to these days. These days I just block them. Mm-hmm. And it, you, I used to get, Jesus Christ, so much. And I mean... So I much. think you've won people over. Yeah, these days, the, I mean, my Instagram timeline, it, it, it was shocking. The, my, the comments I used yeah. to get, and all of them, all of them, they were terrible. And to be honest now, it's all very, very positive stuff. You might get the odd one here and there, but 99% of it is all positive stuff. So yeah. it does seem, you know, maybe I'm just less of a, less of a wanker these no, days. But I, so I think that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also think... <laughs> Because um, the Americans don't get our humour a bit, so they yeah. they take it to heart a little bit. But um, also coming through the Hendo knockdowns and Rockhold and all and all the things like no one can fucking doubt you anymore. Like well, there's not really anything anyone can I really th- say. I, I, I think a lot of it was as well because obviously you know when when you say I mean I'm I'm sarcastic just like a lot of English are you know and that's our sense of humour. So mm. when we say things, it gets taken out of context. Yeah, you know, and when you write it up in a headline obviously the context isn't there and, and it sounds terrible but if you see me say I'm kind of laughing or winking and smiling and just, just having a crack you know what I'm saying uh, and then when you do that in a fight of course I've always been the bad guy I'm the English guy fighting in America that's the narrative they're always going to put forward you yeah. know and fair play um, but then when I moved out there and I was doing started doing a lot of work on Fox Sports people saw more of me yeah. you know they saw me an hour at a time talking to the fighters and having a laugh they could see it was my sense of humour and I think that really helped as well people saw a little bit more of me and realised hold on a minute he's, he's maybe not such a prick after all did you put a real um, did you put a lot of value behind those words because obviously you have said a lot of stuff which words uh, the, wor- the words when you're in the press conference you're, right. you, the bravado as you say did you think that was an important part of your game at one point no 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 the, the, that, that was never like a, a conscious decision but if you're going to fight you've got to be confident that you're going to win so all's fair in love and war essentially uh, yeah and, and, and if you're not confident you're going to lose right because you, you're not going to commit you know if you're scared you're going to throw a punch and you're not committing you're not stepping into it, all that stuff um and if you believe you're going to win, you've got to say it. And, and there's a lot of strategy to it. Like on the weigh-ins, people always say that I get in people's faces. You can win a fight on the scale. You know, you can get into really? your opponent's face and you can say, you let him know, hey, motherfucker, tomorrow it is fucking on. We've it's fucking on. We might be talking some... shit online, but tomorrow I'm going to smash your fucking face in, pal. And, and, and they're like, and, and you see sometimes in their eyes, they're like, oh, they shit. They believe you. Yeah. They believe you. It feels intimidating. Not, not, not all of them. All of them. Some people laugh at me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But someone can break and then they don't perform the next day we've got a guy we work with who once did like a a fun face off with you right and he said um, honestly he said 
He's, he's not a fighting guy, he's a normal guy. And yeah, he's like, yeah. it was like when you look into the eyes of like a dragon. He said, <laughs> I, I, Especially I, now. He was like, <laughs> I, I actually thought like, fuck, he's going to yeah, kill yeah, 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 no, no, no. One no. of the things that you've done in punditry, I remember I watch, um, you were on the the panel when McGregor just beat uh, yep, Aldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched that back and you and, you and McGregor were like, bantering you were like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, somewhere along the way and I don't know if there's a moment that's happened and you may not want to talk about this and I respect that yeah. we can edit this out no it's fine it's fine is there a moment that happened because I know that you guys don't yeah, say we, I we, we don't have a relationship yeah. anymore you know which I, is I, a shame really it, it, it is a shame and listen I, I'm a big fan of Conor McGregor uh, I, mm-hmm. I love the way he fights I think he's awesome I, I think he's the most exciting fighter in the game you know and I love his banter he's, he's, he's hilarious and as I say and good for him There's, I'm not being a hater here fucking god bless but you him you were like our two guys like, it was, yeah you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> you know, you know um, yeah I'll be honest so, so he went for the triple X move and he was doing that and then he got beat off Nate Diaz and he, and he didn't you know he, he turned the role down right. so then uh, my agent got me the audition for it and there was like five actors went for it <laughs> and I got the part I wasn't given it I had to audition and then he did a press conference and a journalist asked him about it said you regret not doing that Bisping did it and then won the title and he said oh to be honest Bisping owes me a, a percentage of his money I handed that to him on a silver platter and this and that and, and I didn't even get a thank you right. Right, so that kind of pissed me off a little bit I was yeah. like hold on a minute you've got enough going on in your life without berating my accomplishments so all I did was I had a radio show back then on Sirius XM and he had the Eddie Alvarez fight coming up and I predicted that Eddie Alvarez would beat him to be honest I didn't even really believe that but I was like fuck him I'm not going to do him a favour so I said Alvarez will beat him and he took offence to that and and then we went back and forth you know a few messages here and there and, and that was that um, but but I, I, I wish him the best. And do I, you think I, we'll see him back in the US? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. We, we have the same manager, you see. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, we have the same manager. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure he's coming back. Yeah, that tall yeah. guy, I can't remember his name. No, he's called Auditar, right. Paradigm Sports Management. And uh, yeah, and, and and you know, Connor's awesome, man. I love you know, no one misses a McGregor fight. You know, he, he's the man. He really is. Mm. He's incredible to watch. Hilarious. You know, he, he, he's unpredictable. He's wild. What about, what about Mayweather coming to the UFC? Ah, oh, bollocks. It's absolute shit. What, who's that? I don't know. Tyron Woodley says that he's training him. So well, you, you, you've got a quite a good relationship with Woodley. Do you reckon he's bullshitting? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, <laughs> he said it. Yeah. And I don't think Tyron... Tyron's not the type of person going out there telling lies. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe there is some truth to it, but... I, 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 I just... I just. Who would you put him against? What do you if think, Reid? Is, is that happening or what? There's a shrug oh, of the shoulder. There's a shrug. Man, no comment. There's a there's shoulder, a shrug shrug shoulder from, from the UFC someone official. high up at the UFC in the background there. So <laughs> read into that what you will. And Tyrell says he's training him. Hey, and I think that, you know it's going to be a lot of money. So sign the contract. I, is I'm, what you're saying. And why not? And why yeah, not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess if I was him, I wouldn't do it. But, I but then, but then if, you, if he loses. Yeah. It's like, so what? He's not an MMA guy. Yeah. And he's been paid a ton of money. And he said, at least I had the balls to try it. And his boxing record would still be intact. Exactly. So so I guess when you put it like that, maybe. It's difficult to make that shift, though, isn't it? I, I imagine it's, well, you know, people are saying it would be easier for to go one way rather than the other. But yeah. for him, he's just been upper body his entire life. He's only yeah, ever had yeah, to guard sure, that. Yeah, sure, sure. No, absolutely. And you know about the rest. Do you, do you think that would be something that he could do? Like, is that, that's going to take a lot. Yeah, no, it does take a long time. But to be fair... 
I mean, number one, he's got the boxing already. You know, if you can learn some takedown defense, learn how to defend some kicks. Uh, that's, that's what Woodley was saying. When it, you know, six months, and he could have a grasp of some of the basics. Yeah. And if they matched him up right, they gave him a striker that can't tear people down. You've got to favor him in that. Or, or, you know, apart from My the kicking, thing is, um, kicking. With Mayweather, uh, I think his boxing style. So if you look at all the different boxing styles, his style is probably the worst style for MMA. <laughs> and I say that because he relies Defense. on the glove size. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. He leans back, which is yeah, like yeah. the worst thing you can do for a takedown. Um, I, I just think it... You're right, but he's also incredibly hard to hit. He's very, very elusive. You know, and, and, and a lot of that is, I mean, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, the, the shoulder shit. roll and stuff. No, you're not, you're not going to get away with that in MMA. Nah. But, but you know, he's not an idiot. He'll, he'll recognise that and he'll evolve it a little bit. But his head movement is amazing. His footwork's amazing. His speed, his reflexes, all that stuff. I'd love to see Connor and him fight. He, imagine, listen, the boxing of Floyd Mayweather compared to a boxer, a guy that likes to box in the UFC. He's going to be. There's no comparison. And if they can't get into the floor, other than some kicks, I think they, they're going to have a hard time. I, but, but if he fought Connor in the UFC, Connor will wipe the floor with him, hands down. Yeah. Simple as that. Do saying you... that, saying that, I said that in the Nate Diaz fight, the first one. Remember, he took it on short notice, Diaz, yeah. and because uh, that was the week after I fought um, Anderson Silva, and uh, so all, all the and that broke that week, and all the staff, sorry, the, all the journalists were like, oh. Diaz McGregor, what's your prediction? I said, I guarantee McGregor's going to kill him. I said, blah, what about blah, that blah, guy blah. Who did, he got a tattoo, man. Um, one of the news guys got, got a, he ended up having to get a Nate Diaz uh, 209 Oh, title. that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was uh, John Anik. That's I think. right, yeah. uh, the commentator. Do you remember your first time in the Octagon and how that felt? Because that must have been a big moment for you. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that, that was on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, but so yeah, so, but yeah, that, that was, yeah, yeah, it was good, man. What were you, do you, like, do you remember the emotion that you had going in there? Was that a proud moment for you or was there? I don't know, no, no. I, I wouldn't say proud. I mean, but back then I was still on my journey to trying to provide for my family. And every, every, like, it, the goalposts were always moving. It was like, okay, I've got, I got to get my first fight. We're going to try and earn some money. And then, and then I fought for the KJ title. So I want to win this. Then I got, I went on the ultimate fighter. And then I'm like, I've got to win this fight on the ultimate fighter. Otherwise, I'm not going to win the show. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the final. You're like, well, I've got to win the fucking final because this is the whole point of it. And I won yeah. that. And then it's like, now I'm in the UFC. I've got to win because I want to stay here. Mm -hmm. So the goalposts are always moving, you know. So, so yeah, you know, it was always, yeah, great. You know, I'm here. But it never felt, oh, I'm here. I've done it. I've achieved it. Yeah. It's like there's always the next thing to achieve. And then it's your main event. You know, now we're getting number one contender then you're fighting for the belt you, you, you know so it's always moving so you can never stop mm. your son uh, is quite a proficient American style wrestler yes I'm really impressed with him um, he's winning competitions left right and centre yeah he's, he's ridiculous are you happen, uh, wanting him to go in the family business or? no 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 he, he's a really good kid he, you know he's, he's he, I, I couldn't be proud of all my children obviously yeah. you love him but he's uh, he's captain of the wrestling team uh, big he, strong lad he, isn't he yeah no, he wrestles at 195 um, he won league he won the county he went to CIF which is like you know the California so he, he won that then he went to what's called Masters um, came second or something in Masters and then he qualified for the state finals so you know the best wrestlers in the whole of California and then he placed there as well mm -hmm. and he's only a junior so the guys you know, they're all seniors which is they're 18 he's only 16 wow. and you know and, and, he, and he placed there as well so um, it's ironic because your weakness when you started yeah. was wrestling. No, for sure, and for sure. You you, I was never you, exposed to it though. Yeah. We don't really have wrestling. Yeah. I mean, we do have it in the UK a little bit, but you've really got to 
find it it's niche you yeah. know uh, but he does it at school and he has a tremendous team and it, yeah it's amazing it really is I'm so proud of him do you ever contrast your upbringing and then think about what he has and the opportunities yeah, absolutely. that you've offered yeah, your kids yeah and that's you know he hasn't I mean he could do it I mean he, he goes out there and wrestles people's heads off but so he could do it and I think to be honest he ever mentioned what he yeah for sure yeah we do because I take him on the pads and stuff like that and he used to do jiu-jitsu now he doesn't have time because wrestling is that full time thing they train three hours a day they lift weights in the morning it's incredible the schedule they have to keep um, pardon me um, but we've spoke about it and I think maybe he'd like to have one or two just to say he did it you, you know what I'm yeah. saying but not to make a career out of it if yeah. he wanted to do that I'd support him my dad supported me but uh, my dad also beat the fuck out of me on a daily basis and my mum and, and my brothers you know a lot anymore. of violence in my house growing up really oh mate you've got no idea a lot of extreme violence so they say boys it, who come it, from uh, brothers always end up as fighters John Jones classic yeah, example yeah, yeah. So, so obviously that, that kind of led me you know, getting your ass kicked every day, you kind of, kind of get used to it. Was he, that, what he, was that like to grow up in, though? Because that it's not my household when I was yeah, growing up. As yeah. you can probably tell. But like, <laughs> how how did that did that shape you? Do you think? Were you nervous, or was that just something that became normal at the time? To, to be honest, all that I ever experienced was violence. Do you know what I mean? Right. So so I thought it was totally normal. That's why I used to get in so many fights as a kid. You know what I mean? Because I, I just you know that's all I'd ever seen. You know. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love my mum and dad yeah. very much so. But, you know, growing up, my dad was an angry man. He came out of the army. He was a sniper in the army. And he came out and just thrown on the scrap heap. Looking back now, obviously, he had depression and maybe, who knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe all kinds of shit going on, you know? And, you know. But um, what was the question? Just that growing up in a what you call a violent house, yeah. do, do you think that that had some contributing factors to the character you've Yeah, absolutely. Because as I say, I mean, that, that, that's kind of all I'd ever experienced. So I thought it was totally normal if I got into an argument to turn it into a fight. Uh, and then I met my wife, fortunately, and she's an amazing woman. And, do you think you she know, changed you? Fucking right, she did, yeah. Of course, of yeah. course. I used to be, I used to be a, you know, an emotional wreck. You know, I probably still am, but I'm a lot better. <laughs> did you meet her quite young? Yeah, yeah, we've been together 19 years. Wow, fuck okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's how, how, how have you maintained a successful relationship like that with all the... Because let's be honest, yeah, you get a lot of success and that women come with that and uh, yeah but you, you, not really I mean I, I think so So my mate uh, he, he has a, a, an expression for what I have and what you know majority of MMA fighters have he calls it OBS opposite Bieber syndrome so, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean because it's not women really, it's, it's sweaty men. dudes with BO right. you know, that, that's who like traps us in the corner I'd love it if it was like a bunch of <laughs> You know, good-looking girls, but you know, you know, generally, yeah, OBS. That's yeah. what he calls it, which is hilarious. Sweaty dudes, eh? Yeah, sweaty, sweaty seen, dudes. I've seen some of your home movies, and uh, I thought it was funny as that when your littlest lad, he's got such cheek on him, like he's oh always. My God, thin. He's You're hilarious. gonna lose your next fight. Yeah, dad. yeah. He, he, he. I love him dearly. He's yeah. hilarious. Oh, he's funny, like he. He like if we're on the phone, I say love you. Silence. Yeah, nothing. He won't give me we a hug. Won't give me a kiss. Is he a mummy's boy? Oh my god, yeah. so much! Yeah. And he has. And he saw it. Well, I'm going away. I've been away for almost two weeks now. And he's like, yes, I get to sleep in your bed every night. <laughs> he's not bothered. I call him. He doesn't want to talk. But he's hilarious. He won't. Get, he, as I say, bye. Like, he, but he's so stubborn. He's, he's just like me. The older two, you know, of course, they're my children. But uh, they're, they're very much like the mother. They're very, very calm. Yeah. Very they seem mild. More placid. They're very mild mannered. Yeah. You know, which is great. 
but Lucas but, is a fucking maniac. Right. And I feel his pain. I his feel his son, pain. Because yeah. you described yourself as a kid like someone with relentless energy and, you know, is yeah. he a bit like that? Is he? Uh, 100%. One, net, net doesn't stop. From the moment, and that's what Does I was like. Does that scare you at all? Because you're kind of like, oh God, we may have a right deal on my hands. No, yeah. no, no. Because, you know, he, he's actually, he, he's very sensitive mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he's a good kid. But yeah, no, it doesn't, doesn't concern me at all. I love it. I yeah. love it. You know, I, How, I wouldn't change it for the world. What are you like as a dad? Do you think you um, do you think you are quite sensitive to their needs, and you think about things more than your parents might have done? Uh, yeah, one million percent. You know, I mean, I, I pride myself on being a good father. I love them yeah. daily. I do everything I can. Everything just being here. This is all for them. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? There's, uh, you know, life's been good, but I'm not out spending it and, and, and acting flash. You know what I mean? It's all for the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm very hands-on. Love yeah. them dearly. I mean, they've got a beautiful mother and she she's dedicated her life to the children. Fortunately, you know, I do this and she's in a position to be able to do that. Uh, but yeah, no, we have a really, really close family. You, they're growing up, growing up in the States, I'm assuming. Or? Yeah, we've been there for six years. Right. So, uh, yeah, the older two, they've still got their English accents when they speak to us, but when they're talking to the friends, I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling like Madonna. Tell you, I yeah. hear them on the phone, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> what the who fuck? the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, um, and then, uh, but Lucas, obviously, he was, he was only one when we moved right. there, so he's full on American. Californian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, which his accent's so cute because obviously we're not used to it. To anyone in America, it's just a typical kid, but we think it's so cute. Of course, you know, as parents, you think your kid's the cutest or whatever. But um, Ellie, my daughter, she was, a uh, her friend was in the car and um, she forgot on her phone or something like that. She said, oh, and she forgot to speak in her American accent and her friend was in the car and they've been friends for years. And she says, oh, I forgot my phone. And, and she went, oh my God, have you got an English accent? Because she never heard her speak English, but wow. she just wants to fit in as a, you know, as a, a teenager, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah, that was funny. That's kind of a cool commodity though. Like if you're an English person in America, you're like a, you know, you're a rare thing. There must be something that's quite good about that for your kids. Uh, maybe in Orange County, around LA, there's a lot of English people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> they love the Irish though. Yeah, they do. We've got um, some questions from Twitter. Okay, fire um, away. Heavyweight boxing, Anthony Joshua, Wilder, Tyson Fury, out of those three, who ends up the king? I, I would have a long time ago said Anthony Joshua for sure, because I wasn't a fan of Tyson Fury. Right. But honestly, I, I, I think he beats them all if, mm. if he gets in shape. And I, I wasn't a fan of Tyson Fury. We had a little back and forth. He, he, uh, you had a back and forth with someone. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but, but he, he, yeah, it's crazy, I know. It's shocking. No, but he is he, that type of character Yeah, as no, well. no, no. Well, he went around uh, telling everybody and putting it on social media that his mate, Gypsy John, whoever the fuck he is, knocked me out outside a nightclub yeah. recently. Wow. And I was like, all right, that's good. You, you do realise I, I live in California, so I don't know how he knocked me out in this nightclub close to my hometown, but whatever. Small G- di- Gypsy small John's detail. a traveller. Yeah. yeah, Gypsy John. Yeah. Traveller, there you go. Mm. So, you know, we went back and forth a little bit and, you know, whatever it wasn't very pleasant so mm. I was like yeah you know he's a dickhead yada 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 <laughs> but his fight against Klitschko you, listen he's not pretty to look at and his style's not the prettiest but he was very very effective his jabs his work rate his, his, his feints his feints is what won him that fight he was he's, he's intelligent isn't yeah, he no, yeah he knows what he's doing he yeah. really does so, so once I got past that because that was clouding my judgement a little bit and now actually I am a fan of his uh, I'm, I'm a fan I, I like the way just listen he's, he's been a dickhead in the past 
you know but, but lately I think he's, he's doing himself a lot of favours the way he's carrying himself lately on Instagram yeah and I'm stuff. quite impressed with his comeback like yeah. shed all that weight and that yeah seven yeah and, and he's looking good you know yeah. and, and, and I think he's I think he's you know matured or whatever and far be for me to say that I'm, I'm not I'm not condescending him I'm saying I, I see a different side these days is what I'm trying to see uh, say and yeah I, I think I think he'll give Joshua problems uh, Wilder why do you think he gives Joshua do you think Joshua's a little bit too basic sort of speak he kind of is basic yeah. yeah I mean I'm not taking anything away I'm a big fan of he's Anthony fucking Joshua. good at that basics fucking yeah. he's amazing he's yeah. a big unit and he hits hard yeah. and he's got a good chin and all and the rest of it if we ever bump into him he's great yeah so. yeah yeah oh, is he, I've never met him <laughs> no, yeah, no I haven't I, either because you I'm say all those things it. about him off camera yeah, 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 stuff yeah, about yeah. his face no 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 no. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Joshua I just think we've Fury's range his reach is what's going to give a lot of people and he knows how to use that reach so and wild, and wild uh, um, wild what you never know because he's kind of sloppy but yeah. geez he hits hard when he lands, man, when he lands so, so yeah I mean I, I don't know I don't know oh, you, you can make an argument for all three of them to be honest but Fury might be your pick yeah <sighs> sounds crazy to say I don't know if I had to put money on it I'd say Joshua when right, you, yeah. when you, you, you know, Anthony Joshua really impressed me when he fought Klitschko yeah the next morning you know, he, he was he was on Instagram and he was having a recovery swim and this and that and I thought this guy's a consummate professional. After a fight, me the next day I'm fucking nowhere near a gym. Let's just say that. Do you know what I mean? If anything though, um, I kind of like the fact that Fury is um, a bit broken. I kind of it's identify fallible. more with sure. Fury as a bit of a fuck up. I yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Because I like seeing someone come back from. Whereas to me, Joshua. Um, I respect that he's a concert professional, but it's almost like um, he's just too perfect. Almost, yeah, he's, more, he's yeah. more like a swan. He's like he's not gliding sure. on the water. He's the same struggling that gets wheeled out for sure. You know, he's, he's chiseled. He's this. He talks. I mean, he looks well. like a fucking model. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, for I'd sure. rather sort of. I kind of rather roof for someone who's yeah, a bit like yeah, yeah, more yeah. ugly, like bit of yeah. A bit you can you can easily like in Shrek. I saw you sobbing the <laughs> other day. Yeah, so. When it comes down to people like Tyson Fury and you're looking at people who are maybe not a similar character to you, but people who are treading a similar path in their career, as a, what you call yourself a veteran now, do you sort of see, see what they're doing? Are you, you were talking about, you know, the way that um, he's talking shit or whatever, those sort of things. Do you see the same mistakes that you made and think? No, no, not at all. No, in fact, quite the opposite. I'm saying just lately, I, I feel he's coming across uh, really well on, on the videos and stuff that he puts on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th I think he's being really real and I think he's being really humble and that's why, I'm, that's why I say I've come round to him. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I've even commented on his stuff a couple of times after, you know, as I said, we had a little back and forth. He probably doesn't even remember it, you know what I mean? Uh, he's had a few good nights out since yeah, then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, you know... And, I, I, I like what I see do you know what I mean yeah. I really do uh, also we've had someone ask who's your favourite fighter to watch whether it be any sport like. do you know it's weird I get asked that all the time and another one is uh, who was your inspiration you right. know and, and there was no one you know I, I never got into this because I looked at someone on TV and I thought I want to do that mm -hmm. I want to be like this fighter or whatever I did it because I wanted to provide for my family simple mm -hmm. as that uh, favourite fighter to watch I mean it, it, it's hard to narrow it down I mean back in the day Anderson Silva when he wasn't fucking around and being boring yeah. when he turned it on for sure he was one that of them that Forrest Griffin fight stands out for me yeah right? dude it was incredible um, who do I like I'll tell you who I like uh, Cody Garbrandt I know he lost his last yeah, fight yeah 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 no Cody that fight I know you and him have had a bit of bang it seems like everyone's had a bit of bang <laughs> for them, mate. yeah but, no, um, no, 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 uh, but I like that when after the last fight you bumped into each other 
and as the older guy and he's sort of the younger guy yeah, yeah. you sort of give him a bit of um, advice like look mate you'll be back and yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was a no. cool moment to watch oh, thank you thank you yeah I like Cody. I can't, I can't remember what happened. He said it was him yeah. that said something. It just wasn't silly, me. But yeah. it, it was silly. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I think he, I can't remember. Oh no, he said, "Me and TJ are the real main event." That's what yeah. he said. Right. I was like, "Oh, but, um, not if you look at the posters, mate." And I'm definitely <laughs> coming in last. So I don't, you know. Nah, he, I like his style. I think he's got. Yeah, no, he is. He's great. He's great. There. Do you end up bumping into a lot of fighters like that? Is I that, don't. Okay. I don't. Like people ask me that, like, who are your friends in MMA and this and that, <clears> and. Um, I really haven't, to be honest. Honestly, when I'm not doing all this type of stuff, I am a very boring person. I'm just at home with the kids. You know, very, very... I'm just at home with the kids all the time. That's all I do. We don't go out, you know. I'm not out partying and doing that type of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, now, you know, when I'm travelling, whatever, I might, I might have the odd night here and there, but at home, I, I never go out, you know, and I don't drink a lot. You know, now and again when I'm travelling, of course, you, you're away and you end up with the boys and this and that. Yeah. And that kind of happens. But generally, I'm not a drinker these days uh, and I'm just at home with the kids and just, just doing... Boring shit, walking the dogs, cooking the steak. You know what I mean? And I'm happy as Larry. I I, I, I love it. There's no other place I'd rather be. A couple of quick picks uh, for UFC fights coming up at Rose, Thug Rose versus Joanna. Ah, you know, I've got to go with Rose. I've got to go with Rose. I think Joanna's too easy to hit, you know. Well, I like Jan Jacek, I do. Yeah. I th- I th- she's a sweetheart, and uh, you know she, she she puts a you know a good show or whatever. But she's a really nice girl when you meet her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I wish her the best. I just think Nami Yunus has got something. You know, I she just hits think, hard. Yeah, she side. hits hard, and she's in her prime now. You know, mm-hmm. I feel she's going to the next level, and she's coming in there with. Uh, Obviously, she knocked her out first round last time. That's going to give her a world of confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan Jacek's not used to dealing with that. She might come back and bounce back and, and prove you know, that she's got it. And that is the test of a real fight to come back after getting knocked out. So we'll see. But yeah, I'd, I'd put my money on Rose. Ferguson versus Khabib. Yeah, that's a tricky one for me to pick because, you know, uh, Ferguson, we have the same manager as well. And I like Tony. You know, he's down in Orange County as yeah. well. So I, so I see him about... Um, Tony could pull it off, but I can also I, I can easily see a path for victory for uh, Khabib. After, and I base that on Kevin Lee when he fought Tony Ferguson. That was what put the doubts in my mind. In the like. first round, he had him mounted and nearly finished him, and he was kind of saved by the bell. Mm. And if Kevin Lee can do that, I thought myself you're calling out Connor. Lee's landing that left hook. If, you yeah, if Kevin Lee, yourself. if Kevin Lee can do that yeah. to uh, Tony. Damn sure Khabib can, yeah. but but Tony's so unorthodox. You know, you, you never know what he's going to pull out of the bag. So honestly, I don't know. That jujitsu hopefully uh, will help him if he does get yeah, no, put on the back. Because he's going to the ground. Yeah. He's getting taken down for sure. Uh, DC versus Stipe. I know you're quite pally with DC. Yeah, DC's awesome. He's such a such a good dude. He really is. Uh, and I've got fair play to him for taking this fight. Oh, dude, why wouldn't you? Nothing to lose. Yeah. He's going to get paid a shit ton of money, and 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 he can become a true legend, mm. light heavyweight and heavyweight champion at the same time. Incredible. Uh, he's capable of it as well. In it, my opinion, he's definitely capable of it. I mean, look what he did in Strikeforce, the Strikeforce Grand Prix. He was undefeated yeah. as a heavyweight, uh, and I've got so much respect for Daniel. He's such a good guy. He really is. Um, but I. I, I I just think Stipe has got the advantages. He wrestled himself. He's the bigger guy. He probably hits harder. He's the taller guy. He's got the range. He didn't look great, in my opinion, against uh, Ngannou. Like, although he beat Ngannou, 
I thought to myself like, um, and I know it's, it's you're right, but look at what Engano did to everybody else. Yeah, you, that, you have I mean? to take that account, but it's like he, he didn't look his best version of himself either. I yeah, don't think yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ross Pearson tweeted out, "If this happens, as in if you fight in London um, soon, I in England soon, yeah. I want to be a part of that." Um, I started my UFC career through Mike and I want to be there on his final night. Oh, bless night. him, man. That, that, yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a good uh, relationship with him? Yeah, yeah. Ross is awesome. Ross is a... Uh, you know, i got so much respect for Ross. Ross is like a proper fighter. Yeah, Ross, is a, Ross is a real fighter. Um, and I think he... And, no and we have similar though. backgrounds, you know what yeah. I mean? Working class guy, worked hard. We're trying to, you know, make a go of life, you know, and... I think he's underrated. Massively, yeah. Ross, Ross. Ross had the the potential to be champion. Yeah. Um, I thought that, especially when he was really on the come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's a tough game, man. Yeah. You know, anyone's capable of being champion. You know, in the top ten, on, on a good day, anyone can beat anyone. You know, but you, you know, he, he had a bad run recently. That's the way it goes, man. You know, you get caught, you start taking knockouts, you take mileage, and this and that. He's not done though. He's not done. No, so, he's still talented. Yeah. We've got two questions okay. for, for the UFC game, and then yeah. I've got one final question. Okay. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about UFC 3 on this podcast, and one of the biggest changes is the introduction to building your profile outside the octagon. As you can see, this fits in perfectly. Um, you're a master of this. How important is it, is this, in developing a successful career in UFC? Building How your profile. Is what? Building, building, your profile. building a character and a profile yeah. outside, outside the octagon. Well, yeah, primarily the fighter's got to do the talking, you know? Yeah, you, you, you can be the best shit talker, you can be uh, good looking, you can do this, you can be a model, you can do whatever it is, but if you, if, you, if you can't win your fights, you can't win your fights, that's first and foremost. Yeah, you, you can be a model, just ask Luke Rothold. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Winning fights is the most important thing. And if, and if you, you know, whatever your personality is, just go with that, you know? But if you can go out there and fight, great. You want you want it at the weigh-in sometimes. Yeah. There you go. Ne next uh, question. Question two. Um, when you, it's, I'm numbering them. Uh, when you start out your career on UFC three, you're scrimping and saving. This is relatable. Um, where you can potentially working where you where you can potentially working out in your own home and doing anything that you can to get by. Can you recall what training was like in your early career? Even though we've kind of covered this. Yeah. Was um, it was it hard, Mike? It was, was very hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, training yeah. Training was hard. Training was really, really hard. hard. Yeah. Oh god, so hard. But it must have been tricky initially because you, you like you actually want me to answer it properly, don't well, you? Well, you were, you were, you said you were out of shape a little. Yeah, yeah, when I was, yeah there's some pictures of me when I was younger. I did. I was, I was a bit of a fat bastard, you know. <laughs> Only for a little period, though. Yeah. Only yeah. for a little period. I was working at this uh, this factory as an upholsterer and uh, just eating shit, just eating shit. And then, and then like everyone at work started calling me a fat bastard. It's like, oh, you fat bastard. I was like, no, I'm not a fat bastard. I'm just big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just big. I'm just big. And I, remember, I say that all the time. I, yeah. I, I remember. I remember the day I made the change. I got out of the bath. And we had this big mirror by oh, the back. Sake. And as I stood up and I glanced to the left and I caught my own reflection, and, and I was like, wow, <laughs> you're right, I am a fat bastard. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that, that, that's when it all changed. Yeah, uh, So I like that in every podcast with one question, um, how would you like to be remembered? Yeah, uh, I would have liked to be remembered. I don't know. It's a tough one, you know. I mean, I, I, again, in any way, by I don't anyone. like to disappear on my own arsehole. But uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it just goes to show a bit of hard work, determination, a bit of good luck, a good wife, a bit of support. Anyone can achieve it, you know. And, good uh, life, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's true though. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I never took steroids. 
you know, a lot of people do. I've done it through blood, sweat and tears, hard work, you know. Yeah, I always try to bring it, bring a bit of entertainment. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what people say. That's not for me to say. Well, thanks very much, mate. Uh, no, it was great. Pleasure. Really good talk. I just really want to end this by saying, conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>